Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm giving my final thoughts on Dishonored 2, for I've reclaimed my honour, if I ever had any honour to begin with, which is one of the points up for discussion today. So I said in part two of discussing Dishonored that I actually only had two levels left to go because I'd gotten overexcited and completed most of the game in one big section without recording anything about you know what was going on and I had some weird feelings about the game I kind of felt like maybe it wasn't as good as the first one but for an ineffable reason that I couldn't really put my finger on and I think I've started to put my finger on it I've definitely got half a finger on the issue so the, the final two missions involve going to the Duke of Sukarno's house to reclaim a piece of Delilah's soul which you then have to like stuff back inside her body to make her mortal again Basically, she has a horcrux and you have to destroy it and make her normal and human again. So I did that. That mission was actually really frustrating for a number of reasons. I felt like mostly those reasons were caused by AI issues with the game. The Duke actually has a body double and the low chaos resolution for eliminating the real Duke is to convince the body double to replace the Duke. To do this, you have to find both the Duke and his body double on the property and observe them. And there are some hints given as to how to determine the difference between them. For example, the body double is a smoker and the actual Duke is an asshole, which frankly, I didn't need a piece of flavour text to tell me because he definitely took my throne away and that was pretty dickish of him. Anyway, I found the Duke in the cunning hiding place of the Duke's bedroom and observed that he was definitely the real duke so then i searched the rest of the property for his body double and i reasoned because i live in england that if he was a smoker he would probably be outside where he could be smoking apparently this is not great logic because um when you replay the level he could be either in the duke's bedroom or outside in the location i found him i think it could be either one of them and it's just sort of sod's law which one of them it is but I went outside and found him in a sort of outside pagoda type area painting a picture of a dog with two guards and there began the longest piece of manoeuvring I had to do for the whole game which was to get rid of the guards and the dog which was a guard dog and would go for me if I went down into the area without the Duke's body double becoming unresponsive due to terror so that I couldn't actually speak with him. Um, and I had to try and do that about eight different times because I sleep darted the dog, which was already asleep, but just to keep it asleep. And that apparently panicked everybody, even though I don't know how they would have heard that. And then the two guards I tried to get rid of in a variety of ways. Uh, I had my doppelganger run away to attract their attention. That didn't work. I tried to mesmerise them so that technically they were fine, but I could then get past them to talk to the guy. He was having none of it. He was still freaked out and crouched on the floor where I couldn't talk to him. And various other things I tried, like waiting until they walked away organically and then choking them out in some bushes. But that was quite unreliable and I got seen and then it all just fell apart very quickly. But eventually I managed to engineer it so that I could get down there and talk to him and completed that mission from that point onwards with very little trouble because by this point I'd already been all over the property uh, knocking people out. The only snag was that I disabled some clockwork soldiers by cutting their heads off or shooting their heads off and they then when that has been done to them they attack anyone including 
bad guys, but also including civilians like butlers and servants, of which there were quite a few. And my kill count for that level racked up to about 15 because they'd just gone on a killing rampage. And I could actually hear them through the wall going, entering combat mode, eight, and then screaming. And I was just like, feel like I've made a mistake, but I've come too far to reload my last save. So we're now in this. The final level of the game after you've done that is going to confront Delilah at Dunmore Tower. So you return to the area that you escaped through at the start of the game to retrace your steps, although you, you do go a different route, but slightly retrace your steps through that area and then get into the tower to find Delilah in the throne room. And it's only then that we start to see what it is actually like, what Delilah has done to Dunwall. And basically she's turned it into a spooky, scary ghost town where everything is death and decay and ruin. And it was only at this point that I started to think, oh, okay, maybe she won't be a good empress. Because I had been given no evidence that Emily, like the character I was playing as, was a good empress. Because she just seemed bored and like she was not paying attention to any of the stuff going on in her empire like all the crown killer stuff all the terrible stuff that I'd seen happening in Serkanos and Karnaka all those things had been happening while she was the empress and she had let them happen and Delilah had done horrible things to people but was that really any worse than the stuff that I had been doing as Emily throughout the game even doing the non-lethal takedowns I mean they were still quite unpleasant in some cases so seeing the ruins definitely helped with the motivation to like find her and, and stop whatever she had planned. But a lot of the plot from that point then did raise a lot of questions for me. And I was already a bit shaky on the plot because when I went back in time in that level where you do time travel, it seemed very contrived that I couldn't just bonk Delilah on the head or trank everyone so they couldn't actually do the seance to bring her back. And I felt that they'd created some quite large plot holes for themselves, which didn't necessarily start to close. For example, when you get to the tower, um, you hear, the first thing you hear is two witches discussing the fact that Delilah has a new project that she's been working on, and predictably it's a painting, because that's Delilah's thing. It was her thing in the Brigmore Witches DLC. She paints pictures of people to control them and to use them for magic. And you find out as you progress through the level that it's a painting of her ideal world where she's in charge and everyone worships her. That seems like a really cool plan, and it would have worked if it wasn't for me meddling kid. So that begs the question why she didn't just do that. I mean, you can say it's like hubris on her part. It's this sort of personal motive that she has to do it from Dunwall Tower. She has to depose Emily because she was denied the legitimacy of being the emperor's daughter. But she seems like an actual clever character who actually outmaneuvers people on a regular basis and I can't believe that she didn't think that it would be a good idea to hide somewhere and paint this picture and do her spell as opposed to staging a very large and frankly quite untenable coup of the royal palace and once she's there she just seems to start killing everybody indiscriminately allies or enemies so I don't see how she would have thought that she'd be able to hang on to it. So that bothered me. Also, it bothered me that they were essentially reusing a plot element from the Brigmore Witches DLC, which is you have to go after Delilah into a painting and then you can trap her there. That's the non-lethal takedown for Delilah. And I'd already done that. 
in the previous DLC or you know there was the opportunity to do that but I didn't I stabbed her in the face but the idea was still there and they were just reusing that idea and that irritated me intensely something else that annoyed me from just outside the tower area where you can go up into the tower proper there's another door you can find that takes you to Coldridge Canal and you can I think see Coldridge Prison across it it definitely looked like Coldridge Prison and I was like oh okay I should check this area out I thought maybe it would have something to do with Corvo being a statue. Maybe I could go into the prison. Maybe that's where he was being kept. Maybe I had to save him as like an additional objective. I went into the, like the canal and, and explored around and there didn't seem to be anywhere to go. There were no enemies in that section. I could climb up to an area just outside Dunwall Tower walls, but I couldn't find anywhere to climb over the wall. I couldn't get to the prison, although there was a walkway that went to that side of the canal. There was nothing to do over there. There was no collectibles to get. It seemed like there was this whole big area of the game that had nothing important in it. And I googled it on the wiki because I was like, why am I meant to be here? And it didn't even have a wiki page. It was just listed as a location you could visit in this mission. It didn't say that there was anything there. So I thought, OK, maybe if I go to the tower, I'll pick up an objective that will require coming back here. Maybe it's something that I haven't triggered yet. Maybe I've done things in the wrong order because I've done that before. But no, you just ne you never return there. There is no point in that area as far as I can see, which annoyed me intensely. Also, I was sort of on a mission to get the last couple of runes because I'd been collecting all of them and I thought it would be pretty nice to round out my collection. And I went over to where there was meant to be um, an outsider shrine with two runes on it. And it was just a room. I killed two hatters, uh, gang members, getting in there. And I couldn't find anything in that room. And later, after I'd finished the game, I googled it. And apparently, you're meant to hear those two hatters talking uh, about how there is a secret room in there. And then if you use dark vision, you can find a way to open the secret room. That presupposes that I have the level of dark vision that can see hidden mechanisms, which is not... Uh, something that the game makes you have and even having nearly all the runes minus those two I still couldn't afford all of the powers so it's taken a bit of a gamble that you've invested in that one also the hatters came out and attacked me straight away even though I was on the corner of the building and I didn't hear them having this conversation so it felt like the game had these things in it that I was meant to overhear or see but no care had really been put into the fact that actually those things might not happen in the right order or that they might not happen because of the enemy seeing me, even though I was technically hidden. So that felt just a little bit sloppy. And there are apparently other areas in the walk up to Dunwall Tower, which I just completely missed, even though I felt like I was doing quite a thorough job of looking around and exploring all the ledges that I could. But because it's such a it's like the mission at the end of the game and the black market shop is right at the beginning i didn't really want to waste my resources uh, like sleep darts and stun mines because i didn't want to be in a position where i had to kill people so i felt like trying to play with low chaos ended up hampering my exploration of not just that level but all of the levels and that kind of bothered me because it's definitely the way the game wants you to play you get the good endings if you play in low chaos but they're making it so that you kind of miss parts of the game if you're worried about conserving resources that you need for that. So that just bothered me. When I got to the, the tower and I did the mission with Delilah and I ended up managing to not cry unconscious and basically trap her in her own like painted world, uh, I left the painting and then Corvo was still a statue. And I was sort of wondering how that was going to work out because obviously Delilah knows how to free him, but I hadn't had to do any investigating you know I'd been to her magical workshop but there hadn't been anything there about how to turn him back 
obviously um, Billy Lurk or Megan Foster, as she's known in this game, knows a bit about Delilah's powers. She hadn't told me anything. None of the missions had taken me anywhere where I would get the knowledge to save Corvo. And I was sort of running out of ideas of how the game was going to wrap this up and thought, mm, OK, maybe he's just trapped as a statue forever. Maybe I've missed an objective somewhere. But no, you just walk up to him and it essentially just says, push X to save father. And I was like, oh, how very anticlimactic, because it kind of snapped me out of the realism of it, because all of these statue people were all over the place, all over the, the tower. And they were definitely guards who have been loyal to me because they were like fighting and they'd just been turned to statues. So if I can just point at my dad and have him not be a statue anymore, what was to stop me freeing 30 or 40 overseers? to go and kill Delilah for me and you know it's just like they could have even had the outsider pop up and tell me how to do it and that would still have been a cop-out but it would have been much less of a cop-out than oh yeah just push button to end game it made no sense to me and it was just really annoying because I was sort of aware that the end of the game was coming I decided to try and experiment with some things I hadn't actually used that were new to this game which chiefly is the bone crafting uh, the bone charm crafting system which I'd spent like a rune to learn how to do so I was like ah, I've committed so let's try and I've been finding a lot of raw whale bone which I knew was a crafting element that I needed to make bone charm so I was like okay I've got quite a lot of that I think I had like 30 pieces by this point I should probably make some bone charms just before I finish the game so I went into craft some and it said that I didn't have any traits to assign to runes and I was like okay how do I get traits and then it says sacrificing bone charms gives you traits to make more bone charms and I was like oh okay that's a pretty cool idea okay so there are bone charms I don't usually use I don't use any of the corrupted ones for example and there are some that benefit you with hostile maneuvers like you know um, air assassinations giving you health and it's like well I don't do those because I'm playing low chaos so I thought okay I'll get rid of those first up you can't sacrifice corrupt bone charms so they're doubly useless and then I went through and I picked out some of the bone charms that I hadn't actually been using, sacrificed them and then went in to see what traits I could make runes with. And it turns out that the bone charms that I don't use because the effects that they have are useless to me, those effects are what it means by traits. So you can make more bone charms of the ones you've just sacrificed. I questioned to myself, why is this useful? And I guess it's useful because you can make a bone charm that has four traits instead of just one. So if you had traits that you actually liked using you could put all four of them on one bone charm and then it would only take up one slot on your bone charm wheel and then that way you could layer them a lot more effectively this seemed useless to me for a number of reasons mostly because i'd already bought extra bone charm slots because they're not that expensive to purchase and i had quite a lot of money and secondly because there are so few bone charms that are actually useful to me and i found like a good number of them I didn't hunt down every single one but there just seemed to be no real use to having more of them so that left me a bit annoyed because it felt like it wasn't really as useful as the game had kind of made it out to be I think overall the issues I had with the game are mostly plot based there are some little niggly things about the gameplay and specifically like the limited number of sleep darts and all that that annoyed me a bit but I got around it and I still enjoyed the gameplay quite a lot. The plot, however, I felt let it down. Um, 
the first Dishonored had a very tight plot, even though it was quite a predictable one in terms of knowing that the definitely evil-faced guys were going to betray you. It still was very tight and very well plotted, and it made a lot of sense. The second one seems like it is one reusing plot elements, like um, basically the start of the game is the same as the start of the first game, where the Empress's advisors turn on her and betray her and try to have her killed, which is how the first game started. And then also all the stuff with like Delilah was very similar to the DLC and it felt like if you hadn't played the DLC you wouldn't know who she was but if you had a lot of this was going to seem familiar to you. So that felt a little bit lazy in terms of the writing. Also the fact that all of Delilah's backstory is given to you by her in the void because she just decides to visit you to monologue about her motivations which seems incredibly lazy writing. And I also felt like when she said the story about how she and her mother were thrown out of the tower because Jessamine had broken something valuable and she got blamed for it. That sounded like it was half the truth. It sounded like maybe something else had been going on. Like I didn't really understand why her mother would have been thrown out for, you know, her child just breaking something, especially because it sounded like the emperor was favouring her, even though she was an illegitimate daughter, she was allowed to come and play with um, Jessamine and she was allowed to be in like the good parts of the tower so it felt like maybe there was more to unpack there but the second half of that plot line just never arrived also I felt the game's plot relied pretty heavily on you not knowing that Megan was Billy Lurk which I don't understand how you wouldn't know that because again if you played the DLC it's fairly obvious and if you hadn't then why would you be playing Dishonored 2 so it just made very little sense to me and then at the end there was this big reveal that she was Billy Luck and that she was going off to look for Dowd and I mean I already knew that even if you didn't know that it's not exactly shocking headline news so I felt like the plot itself was pretty poorly constructed and not, not very well cobbled together there were a lot of interesting elements in there but they hadn't been handled in a way that was terribly original or even original talking about the plots of previous Dishonored games. It had basically plagiarised itself pretty heavily and it, that was quite disappointing. I'm going to have maybe another playthrough where I play as Corvo because I feel like his story might come across a bit different. But while I was doing the whole business with uh, emptying Jessamine's spirit out of the heart and having Delilah's spirit enter it, basically Jessamine kind of appears in a help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, kind of way, and gives you a little chat because she's going on to the great hereafter. And while I was listening to that, I thought, this is quite generic, what she's saying, you know, that she loves me and that she's going off to the other life. And then I thought, that's probably because they have a storyline where you play as her daughter or her lover, and they might not have bothered to do a separate cutscene for either of those people. And that was quite disheartening when I thought about that. And then I sort of thought back over what other cutscenes I've been through and what other people had said. And while some of them are definitely customised to they are talking to you as Emily, there are quite a few occasions where I felt like people were just saying generic things. And I thought, ah, this might be because they weren't sure who you were going to play as and they didn't want to completely rejig what characters were saying and how they would behave towards you, which feels lazy again. And you never want to play a game or read a book or watch a film that feels like someone was phoning it in because 
if they didn't care then why should you so i was slightly disappointed because obviously i was looking forward to playing as emily and being like a witchy female character but in the end i actually enjoyed playing as corvo and even as dowd more than i enjoyed playing as emily and playing emily's story i am still excited for death of the outsider because I've seen some reviews for it and a lot of people were saying, oh my god, it's so much better than Dishonored 2. It's like a return to better storytelling and better gameplay. So I'm excited for that to arrive. At some point the post will come and it may be here today, I don't know. In the meantime, Dishonored 2, for all its faults, is definitely not the worst game I've ever played. It's still pretty good. It's just not as good as its predecessor. So it kind of suffers from being the worst game in a series that is still very good if you see what i mean so i would definitely still give it a look if maybe you're a bit reticent to play the first one um you can definitely go into the second one and it does heavily handed exposition what happens in the first game so you won't be left out plot wise that much and yeah it's definitely still worth giving it a go if you're in any way interested in sort of the witchy content of games because there's there's not that many games where you get to use magic in that in that sense and the environments and gameplay of this one is definitely very interesting and something that a lot of people would probably enjoy for various reasons i hope you've enjoyed this episode and the continuing dishonored series i'll see you in an episode of death of the outsider and in the meantime check out some of the other reviews of books games films tv etc we do it all here and i'll see you in the next episode bye <laughs>